You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 62. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week, in our Your Stock Our Take segment, we take a look at Supreme X, symbol SXP on the TSX, a North American manufacturer and marketer of envelopes and a growing provider of paper-based packaging solutions. The stock pays a 10% dividend, and a listener asks us if it's time to take a look at the stock after what appeared to be a turnaround quarter reported late last week. Our star of the week is Intuit, Inc., I-N-T-U, symbol on the NASDAQ. The small business and tax provider saw its stock surge 6.75% Friday and 25% year-to-date on strong second quarter fiscal 2019 earnings, led by growth in the company's small business and self-employed group revenues. Finally, our dog of the week is Freshy Inc., symbol F-R-I-I on the TSX, a leader in the quick-serve restaurant healthy eating segment. Its restaurants offer salads, bowls, burritos, wraps, soups, juices, smoothies, and frozen yogurts. The stock was down 16% last Friday and is off 60% in the past year. We answer whether it's a dog or an opportunity right now. I would again like to welcome my co-host, Keystone's Senior VP of Research, Mr. Aaron Dunn. How are you doing? I'm good, Ryan. How are you doing today? Very good, very good. Uh, just We're going to be announcing right now our uh, upcoming seminar series, the next in our series of DIY stock investment seminars. Uh, we're going to be looking into creating simple 10 to 20 stock portfolios. I uh, have some special topics. Uh, last time we talked about cannabis, blockchain, big data, AI. We're going to touch on those as well as some gaming stocks, whether they're right for your portfolio, or should you just buy those boring uh, cash-producing businesses that make you that boring millionaire. And you can learn uh, five recommendations. We'll have five in that range of recommendations at this uh, uh, this round of seminars how many stocks to put in your portfolio, and which to avoid. So we just want you to simplify that stock portfolio of yours, pay less fees, and take control of your financial future. And you'll learn all that and more at our upcoming seminars. We have a seminar date in Kelowna that is on April the 15th, and we are in Victoria on April the 16th, Langley on April the 17th, Vancouver on April 23rd, Edmonton on April 24th, 
and Calgary on April 25th. All those are from 7 till 9 p.m. Following the 9 p.m. presentation, we will stay an hour to an hour and a half or until they kick us out of the room. You can ask us any questions about the seminar or any stocks you own in your portfolio, and we'll delve into those at that time. So it's probably part of the best part of the seminar, in my opinion. It gives everybody a chance to just, any question anybody has on their mind about investing or, or, or good investing practices or even individual stocks, it gives them a great opportunity to, to pose those questions directly face-to-face to two analysts with, with up to 20 years' experience doing this. So it is really a fantastic opportunity for people to come and, and talk to us and learn how to, how to empower themselves to take control of their own financial futures. Yeah, it's a great forum, uh, and you know some of the discussions we have at the end, uh, you know, really invaluable. I mean, it's it's twenty nine dollars basically to get a seat reserved for the event. Um, we think that's pretty good value. Uh, we, you know, we talked about those specific recommendations that we give at the seminar to help you start off that ten to twenty stock portfolio. Uh, last fall, uh, we recommended a company called Questor Technologies cash rich business cash flowing you won't hear about that company at your bank your broker or any financial institution there was basically no coverage at the time stock traded two dollars and 22 cents i believe it's trading today at four dollars and 70 cents it's more than doubled in the past four months now that's not going to happen on every company we recommend but for 29 dollars to get in the door to learn all that and get an actual actionable uh, some an actionable advice on a great stock like that. Uh, it's invaluable. So we encourage all the listeners out there to come by. In addition, I just wanted to point out that one of our an- analysts, Connor Krolowski, uh, published an interesting article. Keystone uh, published this article on the, it's essentially on low quality versus high quality earnings. And he used one of Canada's uh, largest and lowest cost cannabis producers, Afria, as an example of this. The article is prov- uh, provocatively titled, Can You Trust Afria's Reported Earnings? It's posted on our website at www.keystocks.com, on our Twitter feed, Facebook, and LinkedIn feeds as well. Uh, it's a great read. I encourage uh, any of our listeners to check that one out. Aaron, you've looked at it. Absolutely, I looked at it. It's fantastic, and it's 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 an important it, it's 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 something that's really important for investors to understand. Because I talk to a lot of people that will will bring stocks to me, like individual investors or even professionals as well. They'll bring stocks to me. They'll say, you know, look at this company. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, profitability accelerated. You know, highly profitable business. And you'll look at it and you'll realize, well, they although they may report profitability on their financial statements, um, that actually doesn't represent those those that that those accounting profits don't actually represent real economic profitability, which is what we're looking for. We're looking for profitability that translates into actual operating cash flow that could be available for to, to reinvest in the business, to pay dividends, to reduce debt, or to build up a cash balance. And and it's really important. It's it's crucial as an analyst that you go through every single line item on the financial statements to figure out um, if that if that profitability is actually real. So this is the basis of the article. I think it was a, a, a very good choice. Um, it's it's a subject that is that is incredibly important for people to understand. Even if you're not an analyst or an accountant and can't go through 
the financial statements yourself to figure these things out. It's just important to have a general understanding so that when a company is presented to you or somebody else is talking about a company and they're talking about oh these these great earnings that the company uh, that the company produced, that you at least have some skepticism and you realize that just because a company is reporting earnings on their income statement does not actually mean that they are profitable. So whether you're able to figure that out for yourself or you just have you know a healthy amount of skepticism and you're using a, a financial advisor or other professional to help you out, uh, it's just it's it's an incredibly important thing to know because you don't want to enter into a company thinking that it that it that it ticks the box of profitability only to next quarter only to the, in, in the next quarter realize that uh, that those earnings weren't real and the the, the profitability is uh, just vanishes disappears um, and then potentially the the company could actually be in in financial in financial difficulties and and you wouldn't know that so it's uh, it's a great article for people to read I would it, I would I would suggest anybody read it it's not meant for financial professionals necessarily although they can read it it's just it's just a great layperson's article to uh, to have a general understanding of how all this works yeah and I think that's a great summary uh, earnings is just one item that we can look at um, and it segues well into our your stock our take where one of our listeners was looking at one item that you look at uh, that was the yield or the dividend on this stock uh, they asked they said i'm very tempted by supreme x with its 10 percent yield they saw the share price move uh, higher last week after dropping like a stone in 2018 what is driving the stock is it an opportunity because i'm very attracted to that 10 percent dividend that came through from jesse via twitter uh, it's our your stock our take segment i'm going to let aaron take that one it's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call your stock our take buy sell or hold so supreme x inc the symbol is spx trades on the toronto stock exchange and trades right now for about three dollars per share Uh, this is a stock that we are very familiar with Uh, we have conducted research on supreme x in the past we've also spoken to the company in the past They are a manufacturing business, so they have two segments. Uh, They manufacture envelopes. This is about 72% of the revenue over the last year, and they also have a packaging business, which accounts for the other 28% of revenue. So what's important to understand about Supremax is that the envelope business is actually in decline right now. Uh, the, The company's strategy is to divert cash flow they're generating from their declining envelope business um, into their growing packaging business. So they're, they're, they're growing the patching, packaging segment of the company. This is really in many ways the future of the company. And they're doing this mostly through acquisition. In 2018, uh, just to give you an example, the company's Canadian envelope business revenue declined 7, 7.2% to about $95 million. Uh, their U.S. envelope revenue increased slightly 2.5% to $43 million. And then their packaging segment revenue grew substantially, about 65% growth to $57 million, due primarily to two acquisitions that were made during the year and then also some organic growth as well. So the last quarter, uh, Ryan, as you mentioned, was actually quite good and the stock has responded positively. It's up about 15% over the over the last five trading days. Uh, the revenue in the last quarter overall for the, for the business increased almost 10%, 9.7%, and adjusted earnings were up 7.4%, adjusted earnings per share. Um, the, the stock is quite cheap. It's trading right now for about six times 
trailing adjusted earnings. And it also, as you as you noted, Ryan, pays a very nice dividend yielding just over 9% right now. So the, the dividend, I, I'm not going to say that it's safe, but it is certainly covered by earnings. So we're not worried about the payout ratio specifically. But in spite of the very attractive dividend, we, we never picked up coverage of the stock. And we're still not confident enough in the story to, to see Supreme X as a good investment. And the problem is that while the company puts, up, puts out good quarters from time to time, the financial performance actually fluctuates quite a bit. Um, the last quarter showed decent growth, um, but in the previous quarter, the, the quarter previous to that, adjusted earnings were actually down 40%. So there's quite a bit of fluctuation. We've, we've observed these flu- these ups and downs in Supreme X's financials and this lack of visibility in the company's performance is not some, is not something in any company's performance is not something that the market generally likes to see. This has been reflected in the in the in Supreme X's share price. Uh, the shares are down 35% over the last year and they've been cut in half. The share price has been cut in half about over the last 3 years. So they do have a good strategy. I like a company with with an understandable strategy. They're generating cash flow on one side of their business. They're funneling that cash flow into a higher growth segment of their business. So I like that. Uh, I like the tr- the fact that the stock is is attractively valued or cheap. Um, but the lack of consistency is a big risk to us, and that is that has kept us out of the stock up till now. And and for the foreseeable future. It's going to take more than one good quarter to really gain our confidence. And we'll continue to follow the company because we think that there is some potential going forward, but we wouldn't be buyers at this time. Yeah, it's a good summary for sure. And I'm just going to anecdotally say when we did interview the company, um, one of the more difficult management teams to get a hold of. Typically, we're able to get a hold of and interview management teams quite quickly, and they're very accommodating. Didn't happen at this company. Uh, it's not to say that you know you can't connect with them easily, but it's nice to be able to talk with management easily in a business. And now we're going to move on to our weekly dog. From our stars and dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. That is Freshy Inc. Symbol F R I I on the TSX. Currently trading around $2.75, $85 million market cap, cap, roughly that range. On Friday, the stock was down $0.56, cents or almost 17%. Uh, what does the company do? They were founded in 2005. They develop, franchise, and operate quick-serve restaurants in Canada, the United States, and internationally. Its restaurants have salad bowls, burritos, wraps, soups, juices, smoothies, and frozen yogurt. Freshy has opened 439 stores in 16 countries around the world. This week, the company reported weaker Q4 numbers. Adjusted EBITDA dropped in the fourth quarter and for the year. Most concerningly, same-store sales for Q4 2018 were down 6.1% compared to same-store sales growth in the same period of last year, 6.4%. What is driving the stock? Well, the negative growth management cited uh, repeated challenges on net store openings and a cohort of underperforming stores that truly need to be addressed. Management believes they are doing that, but Freshy 
has gone through three years of very rapid growth, growing from 178 stores at the end of 2015 to 439 stores at the end of 2018. The company has not handled that growth well. Uh, The results of this showed in the second half of 2018. Management believes they have now right-sized operations with some of their cuts in Q4, but the business was not profitable in the latest period. There is a solid net cash position in the business around $28 million, which is roughly 30% plus of the market cap. We monitor it as a potential turnaround target, but until we see hints of same-store sales growth, a turnaround in that area, we would stay on the sidelines. The stock is down 16% on Friday, over 16%, and 60% drop in the past year. That is... Give it the not-so-coveted status of our dog of the week. You know, when when people are are looking at retail businesses, one of the most important metrics that you can follow in the retail world uh, are, are same-store sales figures. So that that is really what investors want to see to evaluate the health of a company is, is what are your same-store sales. Um, you know, anybody can add on... Uh, Anybody can add on new locations that are that are not profitable, but but people want to see that that the locations that you have are continuing to grow. And so when you look at a company like this, um, quarterly same store sales dropping by six point one percent. That's that's a pretty big drop. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. you have to be a little bit patient. I think with these retail companies, maybe there'll be some give and take with the same store sales, but six point one percent is a really really big drop. And uh, obviously, that this company does not have the market's confidence right now, since the stock price has been more than cut in half over the last year. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I think it's key that same store sales growth in a growth year business and a, a company that's expanding so rapidly. Um, if it's a more established business, you might have a lower same store number. But in this case, um, you're expecting growth, and there had been growth in same stores uh, up until. Uh, essentially that quarter in the last couple quarters, uh, there had been historical uh, strong same-store sales growth. So when you saw it cut in that quarter, it was truly a red flag and then the the market has reacted negatively. So our, our weekly star from our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. star. Intuit Inc., INTU on the NASDAQ currently trades around $250. Its market cap is $65.1 billion. The stock was up nearly 7% on Friday alone and 25% year to date. What does the company do? Intuit is one of the largest small business and tax provided uh, software provider whose offerings include TurboTax, QuickBooks, Mint, and Turbo. What drove the stock higher? Well, despite the fact that the first wave of tax filings in 2019, as tracked by the IRS in the U.S., revealed an early slump in volume versus 2018, Intuit posted fiscal Q2 revenue growth of 12.8% and per share earnings growth of 2.8%. Not huge, but positive. Key to the share price jump was the fact that the company exceeded the top range of its previous revenue guidance, which was anticipated to be 11%. Like we said, it was 128 so they exceeded it. Uh, into its top-line performance was fueled by small business ecosystem, its, uh, which expanded, by, uh, expanded its revenue by 38%. 
Conclusion on this company. Looking forward, management left previously issued guidance for the full year, fiscal 2019, unchanged in its earnings release. The company expects 8 to 10% year-over-year revenue growth against fiscal 2018, within a range of $6.53 billion to $6.63 billion. Diluted earnings per share should be in the range of $525 to $535, with which represents uh, 3.5 or 3 to 5% growth over 2018's earnings. Intuit is a quality business with a solid sustainable earnings base. The growth is decent but not what we would call high. The quality the earnings looks good. The market is very aware of this however and has afforded the stock high multiples of 48 times next year's earnings and an enterprise value to EBITDA multiple of roughly 34. The stock is relatively expensive. Investors appear willing to pay up for this quality name. The share price gains this week and year-to-date, however, make it our star of the week. One thing I notice about uh, about Intuit is that it it really has a high uh, uh, degree of, of seasonality. There's a lot of seasonality in this business. So you, looking at the at the forward guidance, they're 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 estimating about uh, 535 to 540 per share in non-GAAP earnings for the third quarter of 2019. Um, but for the entire year of 2019, they're only estimating 640 to, to 650 in earnings. So it looks like about 85 percent, roughly, of their their earnings per share actually get generated in one single quarter. Which, which that is the nature of the business. Uh, you know. Obviously, this has not bothered investors with the company trading at over 40 times earnings, but it's certainly it's, it's something to consider. Yeah, I think it's the first four months of the year, essentially. They're doing the bulk of their business. Now, maybe potentially that smooths out as they go to a more SaaS monthly recurring model, but a lot of people pay for that software and they use that uh, during tax time and are not using a ton of it the rest of the year. I mean, QuickBooks is used you know, by small businesses throughout the year. And they've really moved to that SaaS or monthly repayment model or payment model. Uh, potentially, that starts to smooth out earnings, but still, uh, yeah, like you said, it's a very seasonally driven business. Okay, well, that's going to end our show for this week. Again, I'm going to remind everybody we have our spring 2019 workshops coming up. Uh, tickets are now available in Kelowna on April 15th, Victoria April 16th, Langley April 17th, Vancouver April 23rd, Edmonton April 24th, and Calgary April 25th. Uh, take a look at them on our website keystocks.com and we'd love to see you out there. We're also coming out to the GTA or Toronto area likely sometime in May so look forward to an announcement on that. Again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for co-hosting. Keep your questions coming into our Twitter feeds or any of the social media feeds for your Stock Our Take segment. And I wish all our investors out there profitable investing. Profitable investing. Thank you.